if you have a gift that you're given, God-given gift, which we all do, it's the greatest gratitude that you can give back to the Creator by going to pursue it all out. Welcome to What's Next with Eric Wood, where we will prepare you to make your what's next in life your best yet by learning from high performers in a variety of industries. Our next guest is David Nurse. David is an MBA life and optimization coach, best-selling author, and worldwide motivational speaker, and you've heard him on the podcast before, and it's my honor to bring him back on. David has a new book coming out December 2nd titled Breakthrough, and you can pre-order that now, and we will link to that in the show notes. We will discuss his new book and the impact readers will get from it and many other tips and tools to optimize your life. If you haven't already, please take the time to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. It would mean the world to me. Also, if you share it on social media and tag me, I'll share as well, and we could double the impact. Enjoy. D-Nurse, welcome back, brother. Eric, man, thank you for having me on. Always, always an honor to be able to talk to you, whether it's on the phone or on the podcast or in person, which we need to make happen very soon. I know it. And that's that COVID relationship dynamic that uh, so many have with, you know, this virtual world that we've lived in uh, for so long. And so, yes, we are definitely going to make a hangout happen. I'm sure it'll involve uh, some sushi. Uh, Maybe you show me how to win my next games of horse uh, on the basketball court. But um, anyways, we're going to dig in on you, brother. And if you haven't listened to David on the podcast before, he's one of very few people that we've had back onto the podcast. He was on episode 56, and he dropped all types of truth bombs about how to optimize your life. And But that was like a year ago. So we want you to fill us in. Uh, We're not going to do the normal journey, but you do need to go back and listen to David Nurse talk about his journey in basketball and to the point where he is at uh, this point now as an optimization coach, a speaker, a writer, and just lighting this world on fire. So you need to go back and listen to that story. But catch us up on the last year. What's this last year look like for you? Man, that, that's a great question right there. Sometimes I don't even know what I did last week. So <laughs> we have the whole last year. I mean, it has been just amazing blessings being poured down. Not to say it hasn't been their difficult situations and like a lot of these speaking engagements are gone and travel and stuff. You want to like, I mean, it's, it's, it's the looking at the things of like that, not the what could have been, but using them as for the, the positive of what you make happen out of your situation. And I was blessed to be able to get a three book deal after Pivot and Go, that first one, which I'm giving your audience a ton of credit for pumping to get the sales there and have the next book coming out and then a book after that next year and then another one. So Maybe we just make this a yearly routine where we talk about the next book on the podcast every single year around this time. It's a, it's a gather around the campfire with, with Dave and hear some stories about it. But no, man, a lot of it's been uh, just, you know, enjoying time with my amazing wife and really just actually on the, the workspace is a lot more of figuring out how to help the most people Take these God-given gifts they have inside of them and be able to use it, be able to actually go pursue it, be able to become what I call obsessed with it. Obsessed is a scary word, I know. People think, ooh, nope, we need that 80-20. Got to give me that 80-20. No, 
if you have a gift that you're given, God-given gift, which we all do, it's the greatest gratitude that you can give back to the creator by going to pursue it all out. Like, I don't care if you are, you love coffee beans and you want to just obsess over this, how the coffee bean is roasted to the minute detail, but you're doing it, showing other people that they can pursue their passions. And, and it, even like, like I've become obsessed with this, man. And it's what I call the, the search for eminence and eminence is a term for greatness. And basically being able to use this God-given gift you have inside of you to be able to go share it with the world. And I've got a lot of things in the works that I'm all tease out as far as a, a show that I'm talking about being produced in this capacity. But anyways, that's kind of been my, my excitement, my year in a nutshell, if you may. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I know you have a lot going on. I follow you on social media. We stay in contact, so I know you've been all over the place. Uh, I love your words around being obsessed. And, and ironically, I was asked recently to speak to the University of Louisville football team on getting to the next level. Like, what separates guys that get to the next level and the guys that stay, stay put in college that don't develop to be a pro? And I said, Honestly, besides those rare individuals that their talent transcends their work ethic and everything else, it's those that are truly obsessed. Yes. You have to be obsessed. And I use that exact word. And I said, I was obsessed with playing in the NFL. Even though I only had one scholarship, I was obsessed with it. I had a picture of a prototype center hanging up in my locker each and every day that I looked at that I cut out of a Sports Illustrated. And I, I was obsessed with it. Well, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that I am the ultimate case study. Everybody else that I saw that developed their skills and went on to play a long time in the NFL, they were obsessed with it as well, except for those rare individuals that their talent transcends. I know with your work with NBA players, I'm sure you see the exact same thing. So I love your words around obsessed there. Man, and it's spot on. It if you have this gift, which you did to play football, you become obsessed, whether you take the talents with the obsessive drive, that's the formula. Like I've seen so many players that have great talent, but are obsessed with it. Obsessed means that you're pouring into this craft. You're not worrying about what everybody else says you have to do. You're not worried about the balance. And, and balance in an essence is, I mean, it's BS. Like I don't want to be balanced in 80, 20, love my wife. Like right, I right. want to be obsessed. I want to be all in. So when I say this term obsessed, you choose the things you want to be obsessed with. The other things you put away, you say no to. If it's happy hour in, like you want to be obsessed with that? No, no, not if you're on a mission. And it doesn't matter if you're an NFL player or NBA or you're trying to speak or write or like there's this guy over, it's just mind blowing stuff, but I love searching these people. There's this guy over in Scotland He's in the hills of these, the Scotland and everything, and he's making the, just the best cashmere wool from these sheeps. And, like, that's what he does. Like, that's eminence. That's what he does it better than anybody else, and he's just obsessed with it. So, yeah, to take it to that next level, you have to have a little bit of crazy in you. But crazy in a way that, that it's for a purpose. Right. And I love when you explain your person, your purpose. And this is why I love D nurse because he's looking to help others. He's not looking to put himself on this platform. He's looking to elevate those around him. He wants to see success in his clients. He wants to see success in those that he's speaking to. And yes, there's a platform that comes with that, 
but that's not his ultimate goal. He is here to serve others. And if you heard him last time on the podcast, he talked about his morning routine, which involves looking at his hands and reminding himself before he starts the day, before he walks in the room to serve others. But another thing you talked about in your morning routine is the three messages you send in the morning to encourage others. And of all the, the great stuff that you said on the podcast the last time, I think the most feedback that I received from actionable steps that people were taking was from the three morning messages. And it was, it was amazing to me. And so in the past year, have you changed anything up with your morning routine? Because you're a dude that had always just comes across with so much joy and energy. Like I am always going to be inquisitive about how you start your day. <laughs> Man, great memory there. I love that. No, I haven't changed a whole lot up other than maybe the coffee beans that I'm having in the morning, but it's pretty similar. And I guess the one thing that I would say that I've gotten much better at is what I call grace and pace. It, because we have these morning routines. We're high performers. We want to strive. We want to go to the next level. We want, but, but there's going to be days you don't hit it. And I used to get all discombobulated if I didn't get this done in my morning routine or if I didn't get my workout done. And now I just look at it as like, you know what, that's, that's supposed to be. I'm going to give myself that grace. I can get it the next day. And, and yes, yeah, sure, I want to hit these morning routine points, but understanding that give yourself some grace with it and the pace of life, that's going to give you this great life rhythm instead of becoming, because we can all fall to the, the death of the sword of habits too. We can become so, so dependent on our habits when those habits are taken away then we're like, oh gosh, my day's way off. Like, what do I do? Baseball players, man, what are they hitting? The Hall of Famers hitting one out of every three at bats. Man, if you hit one thing in your morning routine, you're a Hall of Famer of the morning routine. Oh, oh, sorry, there is one thing that I have added. E, there's a thing that I have added. So in the gratitude time. Yep. So I, I, I mean, I'll still write out a few gratitude things, but now I voice record it, and I, and this is. It's part of the, the, the confidence that you're able to gain in yourself because I, I, I voice record my hero of yesterday. So I'll say the things that I did that I, that I accomplished, that I was grateful for or accomplished. Little recording, so very easy on the iPhone. Okay? So then that morning, that next morning, I'll listen to that and it'll remind myself of like, oh yeah, I did this yesterday. Oh, so grateful for this yesterday. It's just that little spark. And I'm, I'm much more of an audible listener. Like I don't even read books. I just, I listen to them. So that's how I learn. So it's just a little, a little different thing that I've added in. I love that. I love that. It reminds me of um, ending your day with wins that, that that allows you to create self-confidence in yourself by ending your day with those wins. And then you remind yourself of it the next morning. That's, that's excellent stuff for a guy who doesn't even read books by in the hardcover <laughs> how hard is it for you to write a book oh man uh yeah i don't read books i literally don't read books i'm all audible 1.5 speed i feel like it actually makes me me focus in more when it's when it's coming when it's coming even faster and if i'm just reading books like my attention span eric is horrible like i'll read a page and i'm like how oh, what did i just read but to that being said, I love writing. I love the process of writing. And here's why. I know that the message that I'm writing is going to impact somebody. And now obviously as an author, you're praying that it impacts millions and sells like crazy. But 
the best way to reach people is through the mediums of book, books and television. And as speakers, like we get to hit those people in the, in the room, but your books can live forever. Those messages can live forever. And I love just the process of, of, of and just like thinking outside the proverbial box, showing people that there's a different way. Cause so much, so much stuff we get is, is regurgitated information. It's just another way to say the same thing. And it's, it's like, okay, that's great. But, but what, what real change is made? What difference is there? And like, I love pushing, pushing the envelope, man, taking risks and knowing that this creation, it's an artwork. This writing is an artwork. And even though it is a process and even though it is daunting, it's just one of those things. It's like, when I say these accomplishments or these three little wins at the end of the day, man, I got a page done. I wrote for an hour. Like this is part of my routine. It's part of my, my feeling of accomplishment at the end of the day. You're right. A lot of personal development books will have similar themes in them. It's kind of regurgitation. And that's where if I'm buying a book and I know Pivot and Goes, which is sitting right over my right shoulder, <laughs> yes. but I know if I'm reading Pivot and Go, it's going to have a lot of the same personal development principles as other books. I'm buying Pivot and Go because one, I know that David Nurse is a Christian dude, so I'm not going to have anything that conflicts with my core values. And then two, I'm doing it because I know that I'm going to get great stories from him from the life he lived and the athletes he's been around and the people he's been around. And so when you're buying those, I don't want to call them self-help books, personal development books, buy it based upon the author, buy it based upon someone you want to uh, align yourself with in the yeah. way that they live, like a Keith Kraft, like an Ed Milet, like those guys mm -hmm. to me stick out as people that when they write a book, I'm going to buy it because I want to hear their anecdotes, their stories, similar to the Bible's written with a story, a lesson, yeah. and, and, and an actual step, and an actionable step. You know, I want those from these different authors. And then when you were saying you listen at time and a half speed, well, your boy, Jim Quick, who is absolutely <laughs> incredible in teaching people how to speed read, he would say that putting it at time and a half speed, although at times you have to mentally like grip it to keep up with it, that will keep you more interested than if it's at a slower pace and it's similar to driving a car at 100 miles an hour. You're going to be really paying attention. Now you can't do it as long because you're mentally charged, but you're going to go further and you're going to be locked in as opposed to if you're driving 20 miles an hour, I hate to admit this, I'm probably texting. I'm probably on the yep. phone. Yep. So, yeah, same, man. Same. I know it's horrible to admit it, but Hey, that's part of being authentic and being honest. That that's what does happen. And to hit to your point first is the, the self-help and personal development. I found myself struggling with like telling people like, Hey, this is a self-help book. This is a personal development. Then I realized self-help personal development or BS. Like we can't help ourselves. We have to have others around us. We have to have the iron sharpens iron. We have to have the you in my life, the John Gordon, the Ed Milet. There's no way to self-help ourselves. There's no way to personal develop ourselves. So right. that's where I think understanding, like that's a small breakthrough in that understanding that you need others. And yeah, man, I just, uh, I totally on board with, with all you're saying there. Yeah. And if you can't afford coaching from an Ed Milet, listen to his podcast, read his books. Totally. And, you can, and that's how that's the the benefit of a 
personal development book. And, and a coach in your life should make you take one more step than you were willing to take, at least one more step than you're willing to take. And if you don't have that person in your life, find somebody who could be an accountability partner if you can't afford a coach. But I encourage every, anyone and everyone to have accountability partners and coaches in their lives. And those were built in for me through sports. And I didn't understand the value um, and uh, how lucky I was throughout life to constantly have people pushing me until I'm out of the league and I needed somebody, and thank God I had someone uh, who's been a podcast guest before, James McFarland, to push me on. And I've just been blessed to be able to connect with people like yourself. And, and I have accountability buddies living in Louisville that will always make sure that I'm living according to plan. But I want to allow you the opportunity. First, let's talk about your new book, Breakthrough. What's the elevator pitch? So ask yourself this, listening. Is there something in your life that you want to break through? It can be a massive breakthrough. It can be just a small little breakthrough. But I would say the majority of us, if we're being honest with ourselves, we would like a breakthrough in, in something. Now, breakthrough is a very abstract word. It's hard to grasp. Oh, I had a breakthrough. Okay, what? Yeah, how? Okay, how do I replicate that? They're little happy accidents, little flashes in the pan that just happen, and we're, we're appreciative of them, but we don't know how to replicate them. So what if we had a formula to be able to put yourself in the breakthrough mode every single day? So are you in? Now I'm just going to assume that you say yes. I'm going to walk you through that formula. Now this formula is tried and true over years and years of working with NBA players, since working with CEOs, entrepreneurs, and actors, and and I love scientific data and people that'll spit these stats out and like, okay, yeah, this, this rat did this in the, in, the, in the lab and everything. But you know what's better than scientific data? Actual experience. And seeing this work in people's lives told me there's something to this breakthrough thing and we can absolutely live in the mode. So I'm going to give you this. The first one, write this down if you're listening here, is confidence. So confidence plus cooperation plus service plus purpose equals the breakthrough mode. Now, when I say that, I know everybody's probably thinking, and I myself am thinking, oh, these words, I know those, what confidence is and cooperation. No, you don't. It's different. It's not exactly the same term that you're used to understanding or think that it is. So let's start with confidence. Now, confidence, you're going to think of, yeah, well, I have these stats. My resume is this. Here's my business card. This is my identity. This is why I'm a big deal. Great. That's the tip of the iceberg of confidence. Right. True confidence is about self-awareness, fully understanding who you are, detached from any results that there is, detached from what anybody else says, and being so comfortable in your own skin that you make others feel comfortable in their skin. And just a quick story on this to show you how the example works is how powerful self-awareness is, is Jeremy Lin, very good friend of mine, went through this time, 2011, 2012, called Lin Sanity. Look it up if you don't know it. It was crazy. Number one trending thing in the world for weeks and weeks, basically at the proverbial mountaintop. It was unbelievable. 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 Going for game winners, coming out of nowhere, just like Unbelievable. But if he was being honest, and we've had this conversation many times, he would never want to be at that point again. 
Because instead of living in the appreciation for the gifts that was given to him and understanding who he was and what he stood for, he was living in the what ifs. What if I don't keep hitting these numbers? What if I don't keep this pace up? What will people think of me? And that's the difference between the confidence that we are told is true confidence and what actual self-awareness confidence is. And now Jeremy is so comfortable with his own skin. Like he stands for his faith in Jesus. He stands for his Taiwanese people. He stands for so much more than basketball results. So that's confidence. Flip it on its head. Understand that it's about true self-awareness. And I want to put another point in confidence before we move on and hit me with anything, you guys. I'm kind of just going here. But uh, a lot of people talk about imposter syndrome, right? Imposter syndrome. Oh, man, imposter syndrome. That's terrible. That's terrible. No, it's not. It's a great thing. If you're feeling imposter syndrome, guess what? That means you're doing something. Nobody in the history of ever who sat on the couch for a week was like, oh man, I feel imposter syndrome. No, it means you're doing something. So embrace it. Embrace those things that don't feel like, man, I shouldn't be in this room. Guess what? You're in that room. There's a reason you're in that room. So yeah, that's just a little point. On I feel confidence. like that's, yeah, I feel like that's the story of my life over the past couple of years. So I'm glad you pointed that out. All of us, man, all of us. And I've, I've been with like, like with Ed Milet and these guys who you, you look at and you're like, oh my gosh, it's those. And then when you're with them, like, man, these people are just human beings. They're great human beings, but everybody has the same type of insecurities, same type of flaws. But what if you could be that person? And you are, what if you could be that person that is just so comfortable in who they are that they don't worry about like stepping into a room with multi multi-millionaires and these celebrities that everybody is is praising and worshiping and just treat them like a human being because that's how everybody wants to be treated at the end of the day right so there's a confidence you want me to keep going in cooperation yes absolutely okay okay i'll try to i'll try to keep them more condensed for you so cooperation now we're often told that we have to improve our weaknesses right like athletes or anybody like you know what you got to get better in this area no, I would say focus on your strengths. You give me an NBA player who's good in every area, they're not playing in the NBA. But you give me an NBA player who's great in one area, their strength and embraces it, they're going to have a long career. Kyle Korver, who I grew up with in Iowa, there's an example. Great three-point shooter, couldn't do anything else. He'll tell you that himself. So cooperation is about figuring out your strength and then matching them with other people's strengths. So it's a compliments wish list. Weaknesses are a compliments wish list to put them together to make this ultimate team. It's a team of misfits, really. Like when you look at it, the best leader in history is Jesus. Who would he get on his team? Like his go-to guys. Like you got tax collectors. Like you got fishermen. fishermen. You got just bums, right? Misfits. And that's what fits together. That's what makes these teams. Like the Chicago Bulls, 98. They've got Rodman, the best crazy man, rebounder, defender in the league. Kerr, the best shooter. Jordan, the best scorer. Pippen, the best wingman. Like they have all these different ingredients put together, make something beautiful. And I like to give the example too of this, this restaurant in New York City that I absolutely love. It's called Cat's Diner. And let me just preface here that uh, I hate rye bread, I hate pastrami, I hate Swiss cheese, and I hate sauerkraut. Guess what? Individually, they're terrible. And they're all the ingredients that go in to a Reuben sandwich. But the Reuben sandwich, when it's all put together, man, it's beautiful. It's unbelievable how it's, it's so 
good. Like I'm getting excited thinking about taking a bite of it right now, but it's so good because these different strengths or weaknesses, they're complements wish list to each other. So the cooperation is figuring out the people around you that you pair with yourself with, with your team, with the people around that you interact with. And also what we talked about earlier is these people in your lives, these accountability partners, like you're not putting yourself around a bunch of rah, rah, yes, men. Mm-hmm. Like that's, no, it's not what we want. Great leaders, great people on your team will support you, yes, but they will also challenge you. And great leaders, they, that's what they do. They challenge and support. So finding your team in this essence of not just all superstars, doesn't have to be with the biggest people, look for the misfits, focus on your strengths, not your weaknesses. That's the cooperation piece of the formula. Keep rolling. Yeah, service. service. Okay, baby, we're just gonna keep going. And if you're like David, zip it, hit me. So, okay, service. Now you have yourself, okay? So think about it, you have your self-awareness, confidence. Great, you've built the foundation, that's who you are. You have your cooperation, you have your team, okay? Now you're doing it with your team, you can never do it alone, great. What are you doing it for? Like, what are you doing? Like, what is, like, what you do? Why do you do what you do? And if it is to hit a certain status, if it is to increase your bank account, if it is to be rich and famous and wealthy, you will be miserable. You, no one in the history of history has ever felt this sense of, you know, just like a great life rhythm and just in their element based on their bank account. So what it is, is service. And now when I say service, you probably think of like, okay, yeah, I go serve at the the shelter or something like this. And you think of these actions that you do as service, but service is more of who you are, meaning serving when it's not convenient for you, Mm. like serving and going through your day. And it's so scheduled. We have so much on our plate. And then you run into somebody who absolutely needs you and you pour into them and you give them the time. It's not about you. It's really, and all of us, especially in this space, this term self-help, which we're throwing on its head, like we, that's what we talk about. We talk about serving, but yet I caught myself many times just like going through my day so fast. Like, what am I doing? If I'm really saying I'm serving, am I actually really serving? So that is... That's the piece of the formula where you realize when you live in the service mode, massive breakthroughs happen. And I have an example of how I met Mark Cuban and became friends with Mark Cuban just because I gave him basketball shooting lessons when I didn't even know who he was because I told myself I was living in the service mode. And it just opens these opportunities to happen for you. And also, I'm not saying like, hey, everybody you meet with and take the time with is going to be Mark Cuban. No. But if you live in that type of mindset and mentality, like breakthroughs will absolutely happen. And you'll also have more joy in life when you realize it ain't about you. Yep. We talked about the last time you were on the show, the, the number one yeah. thing that I was given right as my career was ending was from a buddy of mine, Chris Burke, who told me specifically, man, through this time, you have to get outside of yourself and figure out a way to serve others. Because if you're just truly throughout this time saying, how can I have the most fun? How can I find something that I can compete in just like I did in football? You're always going to be unfulfilled. But if you focus on others, then you will find fulfillment. Yes, so true. 
and I know people listening and I always feel the same way too. I'm like, no, there's gotta be something like there's gotta be something else that will fulfill me. There's not, you're going to continue to search, serve. These gifts have been given you to serve. And the final piece is purpose. And now when I say purpose, this isn't the, the what's your why, but it is the knowing that the gift that God has given you, like we talked about earlier, the eminence that you're pouring into that. Like that's the greatest gratitude that we can give to God. He gives, I say, let's say I love playing the piano. Here's an example. I love playing the piano. I don't really, I wish I could, but that's the example. You give me this grand piano, this beautiful, majestic piano for my birthday. And I put it in the corner and I don't use it because I'm afraid. Because I'm afraid what people will think of me if I'm not good enough at it, if I fail at it. It's the same thing with the gift we've been given. We dream when we're a kid, but we shut those dreams down immediately when someone tells us we can't do it. Because we are more concerned with not failing, not looking bad than we are with, hey, God, you gave me this gift and I'm going to go all in for it. And that, that is the purpose. That's the purpose. That's the beauty of searching for your eminence and knowing that it doesn't matter how much money you make from it. But even just seeing like the guy at the, the coffee bean barista who's so into it, like just seeing that is, it's inspiring. You're like, man, gosh, I want to live like that. Cool thing is we all can live like that. And it's just figuring out, man, what that gift is. And you figure that out by, yeah, understanding your strengths like we talked about, what you're good at, but really ask yourself, like, what juices you up? Like, what? When you wake up every morning, if you could be doing one thing, what would it be? And then figure out, okay, how can I do this for others? How can I do this in service? Because that's, that's when you fully are on a mission. It's when you have your passion plus your purpose equals your mission. Yep. When you were talking about your morning, all I could think about was that's going to make you passionate about it. And when you're passionate about something, you will eventually monetize it. It will eventually yeah. bring you income and success financially will come from that passion that you put behind it. But if you're trying to put uh, the cash is the number one thing. It's going to be really hard for you to find the passion if that's your sole motivator. I can't thank you enough for that rundown on the book. Uh, you you sent me um, an early copy, a digital copy of the book, and I was looking through the table of contents. I was like, man, I don't want to spoil it for the listeners. I don't want to spoil it for you. Um, but everybody go get David's book, Breakthrough. You will benefit from it. You will create breakthrough in your own life in in a number of different ways. David's just like myself. He wants people to have success in all buckets of life. He understands that when you do have success in all buckets of life, and no, that's not 80-20 balance work in home life. That's all in on all buckets of life. Then you will be successful. And and I, I, I know that you will benefit from his book. And last time David was on, he hit the recurring question. So we are going to go through some other questions. And so, uh, these are things that I personally want to know. So recently you sent me an audio message and your voice was completely cached uh, after speaking engagements, uh, talk to a team. How quick were you able to get it back? And what do you do when you lose your voice to get it back? Man, I was spent. We gave three talks and I was with a team, an amazing individual, Jordan Montgomery, just the best three talks in three different cities in one day. I was worn out, man. Wow. So yeah, to get it back, like I absolutely 
embrace rest and recharge. I absolutely embrace the Sabbath. And yes, I don't always do it and I wish I did, but I make sure that I have a day of the week to recharge. It's crucial. I mean, it's a reason it is in the Ten Commandments. And it's funny because it's the one commandment that everybody's like, nah, don't do that one, or it looks down on you. You got to rise and grind 365 days out of the year. No, I'm going to go hard six days out of the week, recharge, rest, look at that Sabbath as like a holiday. You get something you're excited about. And guess what? My production in those six days is going to be better than my production would be if I went seven days and kept draining myself. So that's, that's really my, my key to how I'm going to recharge. And I can always look at it as, you know what? I know this day's coming. I can make it through this. If it's three talks in a day, I mean, that's a super blessing to have. It's right. always being thankful for the problems, man. When you think you have a problem, like it's just being thankful. I was telling someone the other day, I was like going on this podcast tour and I've got all these podcasts I've got to do. And I'm like, Dude, what? What? That's a super thankful. People are giving me their time to bring me on, to listen to me. I mean, yeah. So that's my recharge, Sabbath. How do you avoid jet lag? We talked to you were in six different cities last week. What do you do to, uh, I know it's not 100% avoidable. How do, you, how do you try to avoid jet lag though? Other than traveling in 50 countries over the years, and I think my body has just become, <laughs> it's like, yeah, jet lag, I don't even know what you are anymore. But I mean, the, the, the practices of, like I really practice what I preach as far as nutrition goes, plays a huge role. And everybody knows hydration, obviously, and exercise. It's crazy because exercise, and I try to get a workout in when I touch down somewhere, because that kind of throws, kicks you out of this jet lag mode. And I don't really know all the scientific data behind it, but it seems to work. Not if it works. We were told the same thing with the bills. So yeah, I, I would assume. Yeah. There's some science behind it. Got it. Yes. But isn't it crazy? Just like exercise or getting out and walking. Like if you could give somebody a pill that would make them have more joy, have more energy, be more locked in, get more done, like literally just have a better life. People would take it every single time. And it's exercise. It doesn't right. have to be crazy. Just move. It's exercise. So I know it sounds basic on how I overcome jet lag, but it's, it's, it's that it's those staples and it's also the mindset of well jet lag only exists if i decide it exists just like being sick like i'm only going to be sick if i decide i'm going to be sick but i don't do it i don't have time for it i don't want to do it so i was sitting here and i was like man i'm going to learn how to like get my voice back for a broadcast when maybe uh, i've lost my <laughs> voice i'm going to learn how to avoid jet lag and the nurse is like basically just rest and and get your mind right dude like quit feeling sorry for yourself and I love that I actually love that you weren't like you know medicine ball from Starbucks um you know drink these few things do this uh I love that approach a couple more for me one last time you recommended a book essentialism what give me give the listeners one more book recommendation oh that is great I got so many books that I've been going through at your best by Carrie Newoff is a great book. Um, Breakthrough, which comes out November 30th, I heard is a really good book. <laughs> no, At Your Best, Carrie Newoff is, is a life rhythm book. It's, it's about avoiding burnout and really how like you don't have to 
succumb to the the hamster wheel that we're all on. It's it's a really good read. I just read that one recently. Um, thinking about that, there's a, a lot of Jack Canfield books are great. Mark Batterson, I've been really into Mark Batterson. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Draw the Circle. Obviously, John Gordon, but I've already read all of his. And they're, I mean, they're great rereads. I've got a lot. If you want me to send you over my, I was going to make a top 10 list. Then it grew to a top 20 list. Then it grew to a top 50 list. So if your listeners want it, I'll send it over here. Hit me up. I'm more than happy to share it with you. I love that. Uh, A couple more for me. One, uh, if you could give the listeners, and I know you just said exercise, so it's got to be something different than exercise. If you could instruct the listeners to do one thing starting tomorrow that would improve their life, in your opinion, what would it be? Wow, I love that question. One thing. So they'll always ask this question of the speakers at our men's group, which we call Man Man Challenge at Southeast Christian. Uh, My boy, Ronnie Cordray, will always ask the speaker when he intros them at the beginning, Mm -hmm. he'll always say, if you could tell all the men in this audience to do one thing starting tomorrow, what would it be? So I'm going to put you on the spot here. I wouldn't even put exercise in there, even if it's an option. Here's what it would be. I would give my wife a hug and hold her extended hug. I would find anybody that I'm close to that I'm interacting with my, in my day. Like if it's a really great friend, if you were here in person, I'd give you a hug and I would hold it and I would just feel it and be in that moment. And if you can't give somebody a hug, if you don't have your wife there, if you don't have somebody you love there, call the people that you love, send them a quick, I know we're coming back to the video message, just send and just tell them how you feel about them, how much you love them, how much they mean to you. Like that not only will be huge in their life, but trust me, just that, just that, you know, that, that hug you give and you're just holding that friend in there. Like, it sounds weird to say that, but it's just the best feeling. That's so that's, good. I mean, yeah, that would change. That would change my life. Like, I'm going to go do that to my wife right now. So I love that. That is so myself. good. <laughs> last, last one for me. This is what's next with Eric Wood. I want to know what's next for David Nurse. What's coming down the pipeline? Mm, we've got many more books coming. So a book a year. So obviously the breakthrough book first. We're pushing for a New York Times bestseller. So help us out, everybody. Uh, but no, there's going to be a lot more towards the what I was talking about with the eminence and the show that I'm pitching and going to do. And there's just, it's going to keep getting the writing that I do is going to keep getting deeper and deeper, not necessarily like deeper and like, oh, you can't understand it because I'll never be able to write like that because I'm not that smart, but more of a like things that are going to change the way people think. I don't want to just be another speaker, another author, a Tony Robbins. So those guys, like it's already been done. That's great. I want to be something completely different, completely different. Like, a, like when Mr. Rogers came around or Anthony Bourdain came around, these guys, but have it all centered around doing it for Jesus and for the kingdom. So I don't know exactly what that is going to shape, but it's going to be a fun journey figuring it out. And I can't wait to watch it all unfold. And I have full confidence in you that you will get that done. Um, I am going to honor you. So you are releasing that book on November 30th. That is my brother, Evan, who passed away. That's his birthday. So for his birthday, we're going to give away a bunch of the books to the listeners. So everybody stay in tune um, on my Instagram. We'll give those away. We'll purchase those. We'll do something um, where we'll do some type of giveaway, some type of drawing. Maybe it's an Instagram post. 
whoever comments, we'll do a drawing. But we're going to do, we'll do 20 of them uh, to guess because I know those will change people's lives. Um, and as soon as you said the date of the release uh, to me, I, I, it's something I got to do. Man, you're amazing. You're amazing. I, I love you, Eric. Like, you coming in my life, when we talk about things that have happened over the past year, there's a few people that have came into my life over the past year. Where I've just been like, God, man, thank you so much for putting these people in my life. And there's no doubt you're absolutely one of them. No, I feel the same way. Can't thank you enough for your time. Love you, brother. Sushi soon. This episode is also brought to you by Punched Energy Chews, and these have become a favorite product of mine for energy and fitness. They use a patented formula with tons of scientific studies, and they start with pure green Arabica coffee bean caffeine. It improves your physical and mental performance, increases your metabolism, helps burn calories and body fat, and they also help boost your immunity, which is very important at this time because they're a great source of vitamin C. They're also ultra low glycemic, no spikes, no bounces, and no crashes. What you're going to do is go to punchedenergy.com, use code ERICWOOD20 for 20% off. Give them a try. Link in the show notes.